Welcome to the Wednesday, October 25th High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. And yes, it is all about the money, money, money. That's right, Derek. It's all about the money because today we are paying NFBC, folks. We had over $2.1 million hit the mailbox today. Is that correct? That is correct. I got the list from Henry about 8.30 this morning. Henry and the guys down in St. Louis that, that cut the checks and process everything. And yeah, it was slightly over $2.1 million that are hitting uh, the mailboxes in St. Louis, the post office, whatever you, whatever you will out in St. Louis today. So uh, depending where you are, uh, next couple of days, uh, you, if you claim a prize check, be looking for it. Yeah, absolutely. It was a seamless process. Man, the guys at CDM, our IT department, did a great job. You could claim your prizes on Monday. We looked them all over yesterday and got them in the mail today. Who licked all the envelopes, anyways? <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's down in the St. Louis office. So I'm, I think we probably purchased on my uh, envelope sealer thing at some point. So I, I hope we did because, yeah, that's uh, the, it was about 600 and some checks that went out. So. Maybe that's Charlie's job these days. That, that, could, the be, that could be Charlie's job. I, I'm not sure. What does Charlie do? Licks the envelopes. <laughs> okay. Licks the envelope. Now he's putting all the salaries together for the I know, CBS I know. I'm just giving Charlie a hard time. Daughter. Yeah, we're giving them a hard time. But no, it was a great process. I mean, NFBC guys, you did a great job of claiming the prizes. Uh, there's like 230 people that still have not claimed prizes. We'll email you, get you in there. We want to give you the money, damn it. We don't want to hold on to it any longer, so it's going out. So great job there. All right, we're talking baseball right now. Tom even watched a baseball game last night. I can't didn't believe you? that. There's yeah. Absolutely yeah. nothing First on. First time I watched a full. No, I'm excited. I watched a baseball game for the first time since July. Uh, apparently Alex Bregman can play baseball now. I didn't know that. The last time I was watching, you know, he couldn't hit for shit. So, yeah, I enjoyed the game a lot. Congratulations to the Dodgers. I don't know why Clayton Kershaw was taken out when he was dominating, but it all worked out. So, I enjoyed it. Hey, baseball. Uh, they're, they're playing again tonight, too, right? So, yeah. there's another game tonight. I'll, Absolutely. I'll watch another baseball game tonight. Okay, you you might be shocked here, but Verlander is pitching tonight. He was traded during I the did, football season. Okay, I heard about later. that. I did hear about that. I, I mean... No, that's because Kate Upton went there. That's how I was so, just gonna say I follow Kate Upton. Here's my here's my take on Verlander. Last three years, like right around the All Star break, he just he's been horrible the first three halves, and that, after the All Star break, he just takes off. ERA's down in the twos or the ones, whip way below one. It's happened the last three years. So what what is the thing? Do you think Kate act, Kate Upton actually comes back into town and he gets good, or does she leave at the All Star break and then all of a sudden he's good? Which way does it work? Let me just say, he said it was a mechanics issue, a mechanics oh, issue that okay. he corrected in July. That okay. was the entire thing. All three years? I, I will say, I, we have a source uh, in uh, the NFBC, I will not reveal his name, who is not a big fan of Kate Upton. So I'm just, I'm just saying, there's Uh-oh. a prominent source in the NFBC who rather despises Kate Upton, actually. So there you go. I know it's not you, but what does that have to do with him turning either. around his game? I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, there might be something to what Derek is saying. Maybe when Kate leaves town, Justin, all right. <laughs> but 
I will say Verlander, we just had a draft in the NFBC, believe it or not. It's the premature e-draftulation uh, league, and uh, Verlander went in the second round. So, very interesting. So, this is what I want to talk about. We are putting together the NFBC site right now, and we're talking baseball. Sorry about this, football people, but... We just put together the player default list for the draft room. The draft room is being tested right now. They ran a league yesterday. went very well. Tom, we're doing a draft. Derek, we're doing a draft early next week to test it out. But uh, we are getting ready, baby, for the NFBC 15. It's the 15th year of the NFBC. Here's the first round, guys. Here it is. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Let's hear it. Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Paul Goldschmidt, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, Clayton Kershaw, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, he actually went fourth in this first draft. We've got him as the eighth pick right now. Giancarlo Stanton, Mookie Betts, Max Scherzer, Corey Kluber, Chris Sale, Charlie Blackman. Now, that's one, two, three, four starting pitchers in the first round. So while pitching is down, you need a stud this year, no doubt about it. Guys that are getting 300 strikeouts, 250 strikeouts, they're going in the first round. So what do you think? Derek, you're a baseball guy. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that, that first round, is a, that was from the premature draft? Was that their, that was yeah. their first round? Yeah, there was a lot of good drafters there. They know what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, that sounded about right. I was I would have said, like, you know, coming into next year's draft, you're going to see an even split, I think, in the first couple of rounds of infielders, outfielders, and starting pitching. That's just the way the game has evolved uh, over the last couple of years. And it is really, really hard uh, to compete in our national contests and, and be up top in the overalls without monster pitching. I mean, we've seen it now yep. the last three, four years. The guys winning are taking two aces yep. in the first three rounds. I mean, it's just, and, and they're, you know, they're grabbing a great hitter and, and they're finding hitters like this year, like a Tommy Pham or something that are just, you know, blow up and, and you have those two aces up top and the whip and they carry in four categories. So again, yep. you don't have to do it that way. There's guys up there as well that, that went predominantly hitting, but boy, you really, really, really got to nail your late round pitching. And uh, if that's the case, so I think as, as the game, as we see more, it's home runs and strikeouts now, right? I mean, that's what we're seeing. So that's kind of the way our drafts are going. That's what last night's game was all about. There were three home runs. There were strikeouts, and that was ball game. I mean, there were very few people, for, very few base runners. It's just home runs. It's the big game. And uh, no doubt about it, I looked at the national champions last year, and the starting pitchers were the key. I mean, it's Corey Kluber going in the third round was a key. Dallas Keuchel in the ninth round was a big key. But guys that won the national contest did have a lot of Two starting pitchers. They weren't first and second round. They might have been second and fourth round, but the third round picks, whether it was DeGrom or Kluber, yep. those type of guys really carried those guys. So, all right, Tom, here's one for you. So Aaron Judge went fourth in that first draft. We've got him as the eighth pick in our default list. Judge struck out, what, yeah, 16 strikeouts and 19 at-bats in the divisional series. I mean, it's unprecedented, although... When the guy is on, he can hit him farther than anybody else. Aaron Judge, where would you take him? Well, I mean, what, listen to your list, and again, I, I didn't watch baseball since July, so, you know, <laughs> take that into consideration. But listening to your list, the one guy that jumped out at me that I would love if I'm picking at the end of the first round is Carlos Correa. Yep. I mean, if he's not a first-round pick, he's not falling too far in the second if I'm picking yep. late first. So I'd probably take Correa over Aaron Judge, to be honest with you. I get the home run potential with Judge, but in terms of helping you in every category, give me uh, a guy like Carlos Correa. Those monster, a good choice. Those, yeah, those yeah, monster middle really like the first pick. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, those monster middle infielders, uh, with the way there are so many home runs being hit by outfielders, uh, to me, like you said, guys like Correa, and even a Trey Turner, I know he's not a monster home run guy, but uh, the stolen bases and the 20 home runs he might get, uh, to me, those middle infielders, if you're not going to go pitching, I like those middle infielders in the first round as a way to go tucked in around 8, 9, 10 at myself. Yeah, I'm going to give you a couple of names in this second round here. Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, J.D. Martinez, Joey Votto, Manny Machado, Francisco Lindor, Gary Sanchez. I mean, that's a very good second round. And then also you have Steven Strasburg is there, Verlander, Robbie Ray, Madison Bumgarner. So that second round, there's a lot of good choices there. Just uh, throwing that out there. All right, that's enough for baseball. But uh, see, you guys got a little interested there, uh, didn't you? I'm didn't year round interested, man. You know me. I love baseball. I know you do, but uh, it's cool just to hear names again yeah, and then to absolutely. start seeing some draft results. It is a lot of fun to do that. That's so, what everybody baseball. loves. We love drafting, man. Let's get back into the drafts. Absolutely. Even though we don't follow baseball, Tom, like we used to, but the Brewers were fun. They're going to be fun this year. Twins were fun, Derek. Yeah. So we love the draft. We know it. We, know, we love to do the research. We love to get into it. Let's see what we got in the ninth round, 10th round, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk baseball later on. But, man, we are excited. We are working really, really hard to get the baseball site up. It's looking good. You guys are going to love it. So that's where we're going. All right, let's talk a little football here. Let's talk about the Thursday night game because there are some injuries people have to worry about, Tom. Again, we got six teams on bye. We'll talk about that again. But uh, the guys who are injured that we got to talk about, we got Mike Wallace, Devontae Parker, and Jeremy Macklin. Why don't you give us a little rundown on what people should expect tomorrow night well i think macklin's going to end up playing wallace could be game time we'll see uh devontae parker is the big question obviously devontae parker was a top 15 wide receiver when he got hurt so his return would be huge not just for the dolphins but for fantasy owners limited practices this this week obviously they don't do a lot in practice when you're playing on a short week so we don't know much so I think he's a true game time decision, so we're probably going to have to wait till tomorrow to find out. But I think the good news here is the fact that he did get in some practice work this week should mean if he doesn't play tomorrow night, he should be back uh, in week nine. We'll have Dr. A from Inside Injuries on our show uh, tonight. We can talk to him about that. We'll have a Dolphins beat writer as well. But I think it bodes well for week nine, at least, for Devontae Parker. Yeah, listening to our SiriusXM show tonight at 10 Eastern time, we'll be previewing the Thursday game. Derek... I mean, Baltimore Ravens usually have a good defense, but, man, the Vikings ran all over them last night. I mean, Latavius Murray went for over 100 yards on Sunday. Jay Ajayi, predict it. Say a touchdown, he's going to have a big game. Come on, say it Say it with me. You're making me do the Jay Ajayi prediction, huh? Let's see. Uh, I don't know, but, I mean, the Vi- I was surprised the Vikings were actually able to run, o- run through them that yeah. well with Brandon Williams being back. Um Again, especially with Latavius Murray, we're not talking Delvin Cook there. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, Ravens just seem like it's just going to be a lost season for them. Nothing's going right. I mean, literally the only guy I start tomorrow on the Ravens is Justin Tucker if I have him, and that's the only guy I use. I don't use maybe Buck Allen if, again, it's a bye week, six teams off. So, if I have to use him as a a flex guy, I guess. But I'm even hoping I don't have to do that at this point. I think there's better options out there. So, uh, Jay Ajayi, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a touchdown tomorrow. So I don't know where it's gonna come right. from, but I'm gonna yeah. give him I'm gonna give him 83 yards and a touchdown, one catch for four yards. Tom, come on, come on, Tom, it's your turn right. now. This is the worst ranked run defense in the NFL. They are atrocious. 
and all you're giving Ajayi is 83 yards. That ought to tell you all you need to know about Jay Ajayi. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that's where we're at with Jay Ajayi. He gets the best running back matchup of the week, and Derek is boldly giving him 80 <laughs> yards rushing. That's 83. Yeah, that's, 83. Yeah, 83. All right, so 8.3 points. I, yeah, who knows if he'll get a touchdown. He hasn't had a single goal line carry this season, as we talked about, I think, yesterday. He's got two touchdowns in his last 16 games of, of action. They just don't use him near the goal line. They threw the ball every time they got you know near the goal line in, around the 10 last week, and they were successful doing it, by the way. So there's no incentive here to get him goal line carries. I, I don't know. I, I'll, let's flip a coin, I guess. Heads, heads he scores, tails he doesn't. I, I think the betting odds say no touchdown. Come on, predict one for him. You can't even predict one for him? No, he's CHI. He doesn't score touchdowns. I mean, I'm not going to just predict something if I don't think it'll happen. I do think, I will say 100 yards rushing. Whoa. I think he's going to get you 10 points in PPR, which is really all you should be hoping for out of the guy because that's, that's who he is. But I think he gets 10. He'll catch his one pass, so like 11 or so points. So I know, All right, son. I know you were up late, late, late last night, Tom, doing your savant-type study. I know you were smelling it yesterday, so tell us, does one team get a safety, and which one will it be? Well, well you know, if we want to give score predictions, I can reveal it at that time. Okay, fair enough. He, he's saving it for our Sirius XM show tonight to say that Baltimore <laughs> is going to get a safety, I think. It's at home. they got to get a safety at home. The crowd will go gonzo over that. So, All right, this week we got six teams on by. Cardinals, Packers, Jaguars, Rams, Giants, Titans. Say it with me. That's a lot of teams. Not a lot of great talent, but there is some there. Uh, Tom, tonight's fab. I'm looking at our league right now. I really don't see a whole lot. I mean, Jared Cook I see out there for tight ends, but there's really not. This isn't a good week for a free agency, is it? But you've got to fill up your rosters. Yeah, this is this is going to be a tough week. And, and next week, too, with six more teams on by. And, and yep. you're right. We're kind of hitting that point, barring some injuries where we're kind of depleted in the waiver wire. There's not much out there. There's kickers, you know, you got to replace good kickers. Yep. Ryan Suckup, Greg Zerline, among the good kickers who need to be replaced this week. So, yeah, but there's not much out there. Jared, I was surprised to see Jared Cook available in a few leagues. He's going to be a strong pickup. There's nothing at running back. There's nothing at wide receiver. No. I mean, it's it's bleak. I know. I mean, I'm looking at them right now. Derek, you think of anybody that you can see out there? I mean, I'm just going through our league that Tom and I have a 12-teamer, and, I mean, I'm just not seeing anything. Travis Benjamin's out there. That's it. I mean, what do you think? Anything well, out there for you? In our NFFC leagues with 20-team rosters and 12-team leagues, there is nothing out there, honestly. I'm in a I'm in a home league, 12 owners, but our rosters are, are a little bit shallower at 14. I was actually able to pick up Jalen Richard. Um, he's not going to be available in most leagues, but uh, I think Dwayne Washington is out there in a few leagues. Um, yep. So, again, if you're in dire need, there's a guy that you can probably pick up and plug and play. Maybe he scores a TD, but even in sh- the most shallow leagues, there's nothing out there. You look at your look at your benches on your team this this week and, and especially yeah. next week they look like all-star teams because just the, the, how many people are on buys and the teams that are on buys right now so it's tough it's going to be a tough week it's going to be a low scoring week unless it just gets crazy crazy high scores because there's just not a whole lot of fantasy guys you can play right now yeah we'll announce the free agent or the fab results tonight on our sirius xm show listen in at 10 eastern time for that i'm going through tom this 12 team auction league that we have the first 60 running backs and scoring are all taken so the first one is DeAndre Washington. 
who's averaging 5.4 yeah. points per game. Okay, that's what's out there. So, I don't know. Maybe our guys will surprise us. We'll find out. So, listen in tonight. All right, guys, that's a little baseball, a little uh, football. We didn't talk any basketball, Tom. What do you think about the Bucks the other night? Got to like that. Uh, yeah, they're playing great. Giannis is playing great. They're playing again tonight. So, uh, let's keep it going again, like I said the other day. If they can just keep their heads above water and get Jabari Parker back, then I think this season could be really something to watch for the Bucks. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I see a lot of high-scoring games in the NBA as well so far. Yeah, I mean, that's good. We are, the, the good players are playing well. I mean, Chris Paul getting hurt was a buzzkill, but uh, the good players are playing well. I see the Cavs played LeBron at point guard the other yeah, night. Nice right, nice. That's, that's very interesting if they stick with that. That'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, that was last night he played point yeah. guard. Did well, too. All right, so good luck to your T-Wolves there, Derek. I know you're watching them as well. Yeah, they got run out of the building last night, gave up 130 points again, so they need to figure out. Wiggins and uh, Towns need to start playing some freaking defense. They're just awful on that end. So hopefully Thibodeau, you'd think with Thibodeau they could get something figured out, but we'll see. I mean, they're still fun to watch. The offense is great, but they're still a year or two away, so we'll, we'll watch them grow. All right, sounds good. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about some point spreads as well. The over-unders, the high-scoring games. We'll talk about that tomorrow. All right, come on back tomorrow and look for your checks. The money, money, money is in the mail. Thanks, everyone.